I'm Steve Fisher. Amanda Kavakis and Jason St. Jacques, who prefer to go by Manda and Jace, had plans for a big wedding, but life threw them a curve in the form of a little thing called COVID-19. Instead, they embarked on the adventure of a lifetime, converting a van into a tiny home on wheels and heading out to see the world, or at least their native Canada. They're my guests on Life Slices. So we're here with Amanda Kavakis and Jason St. Jacques. I'm going to start with what I think is a relatively easy question, but a lot of people have difficulty with it. So I'll start, Amanda, with you. Who is Amanda Kavakis? Oh, man. (laughs) That is a really difficult question. Um, I am a walking contradiction. I don't know. I'm someone who loves a city, but I also love rural areas. I love art, but I also love science. I'm just, I, I'm someone who is trying to do it all. I just want to live my life with absolutely no regret and dip my toe into everything I can. Uh, Jason, how about you? Yeah, same. Um, It's very interesting. Our dynamic together, Amanda is always the dreamer. Not that I don't dream, but I am more like steady. Um, We'll put like things into plans and motions and a really kind of tactical in that aspect. And um, I was a chef turned into, uh, into tech sales, which is like crazy, but that has given me into this new life of being able to do um, the traveling and the um, what we're doing now with the van. So. Yeah. Maybe to add on to that too, I was going to say, if we wanted to put like one word to both of us, but I'm I'm a dreamer and he's a doer. Not that he is not also a dreamer and I'm not also a doer. But when we first met, I think like the dam- the dynamic between the two as the two of us has really grown as as we've been together over the past decade. Where like I would have a lot of ideas, even for my own personal work, even in school when I needed to write an essay, but I really failed in execution. Like even sitting down and getting something done. Whereas Jason is more, um, he really pushes us to make sure that those things are achievable and make sure that those things get done. So you keep saying that you've been together for a decade. And and uh, as people know who listen to this podcast, that we do it via Zoom so I can see you. And from my standpoint, the two of you look like you're 12. But then again, at my age, everybody looks like they're 12. So how old are you? Um, I just turned 28. And I'm 28 turning 29. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're the old one in, in the group. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> old and wise, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. As I probably mentioned in my intro, you were planning to get married before the pandemic hit. Take us through what happened. Well, I think what's really interesting is we, we had um, a meeting for, like we had a wedding meeting just before all of this hit. And I remember we were looking at venue uh, venues for a bridal shower or something. And we were with my parents and my mom was starting to get really nervous about mm-hmm. the pandemic and everything. And I remember just telling her, why are you worried? Like, this isn't going to be a thing. Like, this is fine. It's not going to come here. It's not going to be a thing. And then literally this was on the weekend. And then the following Monday it hit and everything was closed and I was temporarily laid off maybe two or three days after that. 
and then I was, I had my job for a couple weeks and then was temporarily laid off as well. Um, so then we were just left in our Toronto condo lockdown, not being able to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and really in limbo with the wedding and really worried about how it was going to affect it. Although at that time it was, you know, March, April of 2020 and our wedding date was September 20th of 2020. And it just felt so far away. So we just kept thinking we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And then maybe, I don't know, like maybe by May, June, we started thinking like, we need a backup plan. We need to start planning for doing this at another time because yeah. And then as soon as we made that decision and I think it was maybe June when we finally decided that, you know, this isn't how we want to remember not just the wedding, but the lead up to the wedding. There's all these other things that are so important to us, like um, being with family and and having the chance for, you know, to go dress shopping with all of my in-laws and for Jason to go mm-hmm. with his dad and my dad and all those other tiny little things that we didn't want to miss out on. It's not just about that one day, but about all the happy little things that happen leading up to it. So once we made that decision, we felt like a huge weight was lifted off our shoulders. You were living in a condo. Mm -hmm. What prompted the decision to chuck the condo and move into a van? Yeah. So in, I guess we'll take you back to 2017 when we traveled through New Zealand uh, and we traveled through New Zealand in a van um, for a couple of weeks, Uh, went from the South Island to the North Island. And I think that the moment where we knew that that's, how we enjoyed life. Um, we liked being on on the road and being able to do whatever we wanted on that specific day, go travel, um, go hiking, which and spend some time outdoors. Um, so that was always a pipe pipeline dream that we had one day. And to be honest, it just kept getting pushed and pushed back. And we were going to do it after the wedding. Um, and I think there was one day we were camping with my parents. And we were talking about this and how it's like unfortunate that now that dream had to be put on hold because we were going to do it post-wedding. Um, and I think it was my mom. She just looked at me. She's like, just do it now. And I was like, it was very blunt and very like yeah. to the point and very like encouraging. Um, yeah. And I think that was the time where we like looked at each other and we're like, why aren't we doing it? And yeah. we started to have a conversation and playing the pros and cons and I think everything that we were saying on the cons of not doing it was just like made up like little things um so we decided to just take take the plunge and do it that that's awesome why why a van and not just put the money into an rv that's already set up to live in uh we get that question a lot (laughs) and for us we've always been very tactile makers. Um, So I have a background in graphic design, but also fine arts. And I like to make things whenever I can. And we always do it together. So we've lived in like maybe four or five different apartments. And like we've been together since we were 19 and we started as roommates. And so we've just always lived together. And any place that we lived you know, it was always a rental, but we wanted to make it our own, but we were very much on a budget. So it'd be like, okay, I have this idea. We're going to make our own headboard. And it might not have been the most beautiful thing, but it it worked. And then in the next place, it'd be like, well, we're done with that headboard. 
now we're going to do a different one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then it was like, we're going to make our own built-in bookcase and we're going to do this. And so a lot of the things like we, we liked to surround ourselves in our own home with things that we had made ourselves. And it, it just, there's a lot of pride in knowing that you had a hand in these items and having people come over and say, Oh my gosh, I really love your coffee table that's so unique and being able to say, Oh, well, we built it, we built it together. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's just as much of an adventure doing this whole process from start to finish. And we know that when we're older, we're going to look back on it and be able to say like, Oh yeah, when we were in our twenties, we decided to like build this whole thing from scratch and we're learning so many new skills too. I love being able to have things in the back of my pocket to pull out and help other people and just learn. It's, it's fun. Like mm. life is about learning. So you actually jumped ahead to one of my later questions, but, but let's get to it now. What did you have to learn to put this together? Oh, I think we've had to like learn everything on the fly. Um, yeah. We've, we don't have any backgrounds in like building things professionally and it's just all been a learning process and uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of great resources and like tons of people in the van life community now, especially with COVID taking off and a lot of people going in that direction. So I think it's just been relying, not relying, but leaning on that expertise and um, learning as we go, whether it be from the woodworking to uh, electrical, which is one of the more daunting tasks that um, I'm now focusing on as well. Yeah. And we had like some foundation in some things. Like I, I almost went, I did a year of school in an architecture program and then decided that wasn't, it just wasn't where my heart was. But I had always throughout school knew that that is what I was going to pursue because my father is an engineer and an architect. And so I wanted to be an engineer and an architect. And so that was always my goal until I figured out that's not where my heart is. But um, there's still that love of, of building and understanding physics and how things are going to be put together. And it, it's like one big like Lego puzzle. <laughs> like it's so it's fun and it's fun to make it your own too. And, you know, we always watch videos of people doing their own vans and I would say like, Oh, but if it was me, I would do it like this. And so it's just an opportunity really to build your ultimate dream of that versus a, a camper that's already built that you just kind of have to go with what mm -hmm. the market is. And it's the same as everybody else's. Did you already have the van or did you have to go out and first buy a van? Yeah. So the, after that conversation around the campfire that I mentioned, uh, we started just looking as, as much as we could. And we had our mindset on wanting a, uh, a Mercedes sprinter van uh, and getting the 170 extended, which is, the longest, longest one that you can get because we knew that we wanted to live in this kind of not long term but a year or two time. full time and so we wanted a bathroom we wanted a closet uh things that you couldn't do in one of the smaller uh wheelbases um so yeah we just started looking and calling into dealerships uh went through the pros and cons of getting you know a, a used maybe 2014 or 2015 van and ended up deciding on getting a uh, demo that I found at a dealership out in um, Vancouver. Uh, so we got that and we decided that we were going to make it a road, our first road trip. So we flew from 
Wait, you went from Toronto to Vancouver to pick up the van. What? There was nothing closer to Toronto. No, there was actually only yeah. three in the country that were that. That like, were a demo. Yeah. yeah. At the, you know, at the price and the model that we were looking at, there were only three in the country at the time. And two of them were in Vancouver and one of them was in Edmonton. So for us, mm-hmm. it was kind of easy to, you yeah. know, if we have to fly somewhere, might as well be Vancouver. And yeah. And we're approaching also the date that was supposed to be our original wedding date. And we got engaged out West. So we thought it would be just a perfect opportunity to get back out West, kind of have our own celebration of the date that we were supposed to get married. And um, we just made it a, a nice little road trip and adventure to pick up the van. Yeah. I'm guessing you're not in the van now. No, no, we are not. We're actually at my parents' house while we're building the van still. Oh, so it's still not done it's yet. It's not completely done. No, um, we are like in the thick of it. We are in the thick of it. So you've been building it for, uh, you've been working on it for how long? Well, when we first got it in September, um, we were out West from September until, was it end of October? Yeah. Yeah. So we really came back to, by the time we came back to Toronto, we moved out of our apartment November 7th and then like moved all our stuff. And then it was kind of cold. <laughs> and we, we thought, we thought we were going to build more in the winter, but the Canadians winters just came and. Yeah. Uh, we started doing some, like there was some small things like we had to remove the existing partition that was already there and there was an existing floor. And so we did some stuff like that. But um, we, we just, you know, we started settling in with family that we hadn't seen in a year. And, you know, it was the holidays came up. And so we didn't really start until March, February, March, February, March. Yeah. So you've been living with your folks for a long time. Yes. And do they, do they come to you on a daily basis going, when is the van going to be done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty but, close to it. Yeah. I think the biggest is the our workshop in their garage. Yeah. I mean, we're so lucky that they're letting us stay here. Um, but the, the mess in the garage is definitely their least favorite part. You know, we're happy to have you here, but we're not happy to have your mess here. When you're doing this, how do you even begin to refit a van to be a home? From the beginning. Well, you just a lot of research, so much research. And as I was saying about the dreaming, doing thing, the dynamic, <laughs> if there was no Jason, I would still be planning. <laughs> so there's yeah. there's a nice balance between making sure, you know, we always have this little dance between me saying, no, we need to research it more. And it, it's not perfect in my mind yet. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like. And Jason saying, it's never going to get done if we don't start. Yeah. I mean, we started with probably the most daunting task, which was cutting into the van and we installed our fans and our windows. And after that, it made everything else seem less scary because that's what we were the most nervous for was actually cutting holes into our Mm -hmm. van and just YouTube. YouTube is so amazing. We can't thank the people and the community on YouTube enough, which is why we're doing our own YouTube channel. So we can hopefully give back in the way that we have received. It's amazing. Now, when you are done, the real test of how your cutting went will be in heavy rains. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Luckily we've had quite a few months of lot of lots of different weather. So we've had snow, we've had rain, we've had uh, everything that you can get and the windows are still holding up and the fans are 
still holding up, no leaks. So yeah, no and, and we have taken the van on a few road trips, so everything's yeah, like everything's good in that aspect for now. Yeah. When you get done, when you are finished with all your fitting and you're ready to move in, what kind of space are you going to have inside that van? It is, what is the square footage? I think around 85 square feet. Yeah. And I think that we've kind of maximized it for our lifestyle. I think, you know, just for like a visual for people, our total walking space might be about the width of a yoga mat and maybe longer than a yoga mat. But as long as we can throw a yoga mat down there and one of us can do a little bit of a little bit of a workout, that's fine. Can you walk with without hitting your head? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's plenty of room. It's I think six foot four. And the two of mm-hmm. us are not very tall. Yeah, we're both short, but we've had a few taller people in the van and they are like astonished that they can stand up and have a, as much room as they do. But we'll have like a full queen bed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of we're not like going to be cramped. Is that why you went to New Zealand to find the Hobbit home? Yeah. Or <laughs> yes. See if it would fit. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the next. That's the next uh, dream after this is building out a Hobbit hole. <laughs> Gotten this van. You've made your plans. Do you have a lot of drawn out plans, or are you doing it totally on the fly? Oh, drawn out plans. I'm. <laughs> I'm definitely. I need to plan things out. So. Um, Like I said, I have kind of a background in a bit of architecture. Um, So I do have that basis for making plans. So also I have my dad and also my best friend is also an engineer. So it's really nice to be able to lean on those people and use them to make sure that everything's going to be structurally sound. So we have SketchUp plans and each individual project before we kind of dive into that, there's a lot of tiny little drawings. I have a sketchbook that is designated and dedicated just to this. Even when you need to write down a, write down a number for a cut, I need to have this book that is just always there. The list is very long of things that need to be done and lots of tiny drawings too. Are there apps for retrofitting a a van? There are. There are. We've come across a couple, but I don't think. Yeah, we haven't utilized them. Um, There's not many free options I don't think but just because I I think if I didn't know how to use SketchUp and AutoCAD and other programs like that it might be um, a bit more lucrative to use those but we're lucky that we're able to just kind of draw it out ourselves. Now you were talking about the electrical retrofitting and and uh, what kind of amenities are you going to have once the van is done? So we will have lithium batteries in the van which will be charged by both solar and the alternator of the van Uh, so we'll be able to keep that fully charged for us Um, so we'll have lighting wall outlets we'll be able to run like blenders and we'll have a stove top so we'll have a little bit like we'll be able to to cook we'll have heated water as well Um, we just got our water heater in the mail today it's in the garage. I don't know if you know that. How, how know big that. is the water heater? Uh, it's like a little guy. I think it's it's like a Bosch and it's 14 inches by 14 inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a under sink electric. Tankless. Tankless, Probably. yeah. So you kind of alluded to this before when you were talking about cutting, but what what were the biggest challenges you faced in, in putting this together? 
I mean, one of the immediate challenges that we're always facing is right now during the pandemic is just finding things and waiting for things. Sometimes maybe we would have been further along if we were able to have everything at the snap of a finger, but mm-hmm. it's lots it's, of curbside pickups and yes. Yeah. It's been nice. Now that Ontario is open, it's been a lot nicer that we can just go to Home Depot and pick up whatever we need. We're there almost every day. <laughs> Whereas before, you know, you would have to go online and then order and then wait for them to confirm it. And then you'd have to go pick it up. And so there was just a disconnect there, but it's, it's a lot easier now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Like, it's hard to find wood. It took us months to find Baltic birch plywood to build our cabinets. And we just ended up (laughs) making a trip out to London because we couldn't find it anywhere here. Yeah, which is like an hour and a half drive just to find a couple pieces of wood. Oh, oh, that London. Not not the one (laughs) across the pond. (laughs) What have you learned? You talked about what you've had to learn to do this project. What have you learned about each other? And how has this affected your relationship? I don't know if we've learned much about each other, because I think we knew everything already. Like we've been together for so long and have done so many things together. And and we are still young, but I feel like um, our dynamic as a couple, because it just to give like a quick synopsis of how we met was that we both moved into an apartment, not knowing who our roommates were going to be. And we ended up meeting each other. So really we were able to like, I was able to see it, Amanda, at her worst before we were a part, like a couple. We've never really struggled with disagreements or fights or anything. Like that doesn't mean that we don't always, that we always see eye to eye. We often will have different opinions on things, but just our own individual personalities mesh really well in terms of when we do come to those crossroads, we're really good at communicating, you know, why I feel we should do it this way. Mm-hmm and why you feel you should do it that way. And we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, it's not going to turn into a fight. Like I know that anything that you say is not an attack on me because you love me and you are just (laughs) trying to communicate how you feel about something. So it's just coming at everything Mm -hmm. with like an open heart and being just understanding and considerate of each other. So it might not be a juicy answer, but We haven't really learned too much because we, before we went into this, we said, you know, I know we could do this. This is something that I know that we will be able to do together. Do you have a plan for how long you expect to stay in the van? Well, we've always said that, you know, we'll be so happy if we even get one year out of it because we know that's going to be a year of crazy adventure. But we suspect it'll be probably closer to two full time. And during that time, we're hoping to save up enough money to maybe like putting it out there in the universe, like buy another property that needs to be fixed up or something like move on to the next adventure. But then we'll have this vehicle that will be our weekend adventure vehicle. We'll always have it or, you know, maybe we'll sell it, but we'll rent it to friends and family and just have it available. Yeah. Um, But it's an asset for us. So we're, we're not worried about our money going to something that's not worth it. We know that it will always be an asset to us. Are you both working now? Yeah, we're both working mm-hmm. full-time. Okay. Um, yeah, I work as a graphic designer for a, like a hospitality industry. That's why I was originally temporarily laid off because hospitality is not doing so great right now. But 
you know, in the summer last year, I was able to be brought back on part-time. And then with the complete lockdown again in the winter, I was temporarily laid off again, but they've been able to bring us back full-time again since mm-hmm. I think March. So things are things are looking up. <laughs> but you're still going to a location to work, so you can't take extended trips in the van. So we're working remotely now. Oh, okay. And yep, and mm-hmm. also like a big factor in the in the van thing is, you know, we realized especially when we were both temporarily laid off that it just didn't make sense and it wasn't lucrative for us to be putting all of our money into this apartment that we don't own, especially when we're not really apartment city people anyways. We were taking every opportunity and every chance we could get to get out of the city. We were always driving a few hours away to go climbing in outdoor areas. You know, the city was really just a career move for us. So as soon as we figured that out and we realized like this is really not this is really not working out, that's when we decided let's move and then let's van <laughs> and all the pieces kind of fit together there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I talked to my employer to let them know, you know, I'm thinking about leaving the city. And if I leave the city, chances are it will be very difficult for me to make the move back. Like, it's just not going to be in the cards for me. Is there any way that we can work out that I can just work part-time, sorry, not part-time, um, remotely. remotely from now on? So, yeah, I've worked mm-hmm. that out with with my employer. Yeah, and then when I was let go because of the pandemic, I was also, um, I was a, an account manager for a food company. Uh, and when I was looking for a new job, I was just looking for remote opportunities. Uh, I think it was actually the day, either the day that we booked our plane ticket or the day that we put the down payment for the van is I got a new job that was was remote. So like Amanda said, like everything kind of just like came together perfectly the way that we wanted it to. Yeah. And I think moving forward, any jobs that we have in the future, we'll always make sure our remote work and for both of our industries, uh, like work, like as a graphic designer, and uh, working in tech sales and, yeah, yeah i think it will be there's plenty of remote work available for that are there any plans to start a family whether it be fur babies or real babies not that fur babies aren't real but yeah <laughs> we love dogs i've loved dogs since i was a little little girl but my mother's very afraid of dogs so i've never been able to have one whereas jason's been able to have dogs growing up Mm -hmm. and i'm always so jealous of that so there will be a dog but probably not in the van it's a very small space and i know there's lots of people that do it but probably not in the van and then in terms of like human human (laughs) babies not anytime in the near future we're not sure well we're always (laughs) we're always going with the flow we'll see it's it's not a no it's not a yes we'll just see what life mm-hmm. what life brings us definitely, definitely not, not in a van, in a van yeah. <laughs> now i know that you have a youtube channel don't you you you're putting yes. up videos and documenting this whole process yeah so it's on youtube and it's manda and jace uh yeah. so drop the a from amanda it's just manda <laughs> manda and and jace spelt j a s e okay cool 
So people, there's, there's too many syllables to say Amanda and Jason. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate this, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of your adventures. Okay, thanks Great. so much. Thanks a lot. Take care. If you enjoyed this program, please subscribe and like us on social media and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Life Slices is produced by Beat Dick Ravens Productions, all rights reserved. Music courtesy of Fesleyan Studios. 